Clitus, I'm bored. What plaything can you offer me today? An obscure body in the SK system, Your Majesty. The inhabitants refer to it as the Helming Power Hour. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone, to episode 62 of the Hail Ming Power Hour. I am Danny Bennett, one of your hosts here, and I'm here, as always, with my illustrious two hosts. They stand on either side of me, and they wear the evening gowns so fine. It is Rick Morgan and Mark Allison. Yeah, what do you say, Rick? We're, we're illustrious. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> wow, I've never been illustrious before. Oh, yes, you have. Oh, thank you. <laughs> So, uh, without further ado, let's get cracking. We're going to talk about some fun movies. We're going to talk about one movie in particular uh, for most of the time, but we'll probably bring up other ones for sure. Uh, How about you guys? What do you have going on? Not a whole lot, man. Just looking forward to getting into this one. we kind of doing the sequel to what we followed up last time. So, uh, you know, the the, uh, nostalgia glasses hold up at times on this one and sometimes I don't <laughs> and if you don't know what we're talking about we're talking about 1984's Conan the Destroyer the follow up to the great Conan the Barbarian and uh, this Joker was on HBO non-stop I mean I remember being on like every day for a year and uh, if, for you this following I like to call it Conan the D <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, how much is some Conan the D? <laughs> I think that's a different movie nowadays. Yeah, yeah, probably so. So that might come up in the remake or no? <laughs> <laughs> so that would be like CD two K fours. Oh boy! <laughs> <laughs> to make it edgy. Yeah. So yeah, nineteen eighty four. I mean, a, a great year for movies, man. A lot of great stuff coming out. And I remember really enjoying this one. So uh, it's going to be fun to talk about it. Yeah, well, it was a great year for Schwarzenegger because, I mean, not only did this come out, which didn't uh, perform as expected, but but The Terminator came out, which really kind of concreted his uh, his continuation in the action. And it could have yep. been bad if Terminator hadn't come out. Because, I mean, although he had Conan, he was still kind of struggling to get uh, sure it, to, to get acting roles here, probably because of his accent or just n- nobody knew who he was, but... After the Terminator, it was it was all good to go. Yeah. Oh yeah. So yeah, gonna be fun. So before we do that, you know what we got to do? We got to talk about what we've been watching, and so that brings us up into. What did you watch? Yeah! Yeah! Did you 
Danny, you been watching anything? Hey, you know, in preparation for this movie, I made sure to watch a documentary on Wilt Chamberlain. Wow. Called The Stilt. Yeah, called Wilt the Stilt. Wilt the Stilt. How'd that go? It had... It had <laughs> I had, I had no idea so many so many women were involved in in the Wilt Chamberlain story, but I'll, I'll tell you one thing: that man uh, gets around. <laughs> yeah, that's putting it lightly. I think he made a book yeah. that he con- chronicles all the ladies that he conquered. Is that the right word? <laughs> Slam dumped. In this case, yes. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm sure that was an interesting documentary. <laughs> yeah, it was rated X. Rated X. Uh, well, I checked out one. Uh, this is actually on Netflix. If you folks want to check it out, it's the story of uh, Terry the Tap Dancing Nazi. <laughs> Can't even say it. And straight. it's long overdue, that story. Well, you know, it's, it's tough because, I mean, in what a Cracker Jack cast you got here. You got Dennis Quaid, Jessica Lang, and then Gregory Hines playing Terry the Tap Dancing Nazi. So it's really, really cool. It's, it's after World War II. And young, Gregory <laughs> It is, Miss Gregory Hines. And it's after Now when you say Cracker Jack, um, <laughs> never mind, never mind. <laughs> oh, after World War II, a young Nazi's trying to change the opinion of the world about Hitler's Germany because it being so bad. But he, you know, he's doing it by using his talents and shining the lights of benefits of Nazism. But his career was really cut short after the second performance after he was shot and killed on stage. So it's an interesting documentary, but you need to check it out. That's on Netflix, folks. Terry the Tap Dancing Nazi. Check it out. <laughs> what about you, Mark? Uh, yeah, con- well, congratulations. You get to follow that one up, Mark. <laughs> well, I, I did see something a, a little more lighthearted. Um, it was actually the sequel to the one I mentioned last week. Uh, Fuzzy Bunnies and Mr. Mittens Part 2. The Bowling. Uh, <laughs> I would recommend it. <laughs> it. It does. Uh, it does have the uh, voices of uh, Nathan Lane and uh, well, of course, Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> in it. it so. <laughs> so, that's a little shout out to them. So uh, that was interesting. The, hey, I would like to also say to all the viewer, the uh, listeners out there that uh, that these three movies do have one thing in common. They all have a cameo appearance from Jesco the Dancing Outlaw. Well, sure. Yeah, gotta have them. <laughs> I mean, him and Whip, Whip Chamberlain were tight. Whip, Whip Chamberlain. Whip, Whip. Now, me. now, when you say tight, uh, never mind. No. <laughs> yeah, unless you got anything else, that's it for. What do you watch? Do you watch stuff? Oh, yeah. Jim Kelly Karate. When you have to deal with a fool, straight out of comic book. And loyal subjects of Mongo like you. Hail Ming! All right, so we're back. And congratulations, everybody. You made it through the first break. Uh, We are about to go into the past. But before we do that, we've got to use the time machine in order to do so. In order to pay for the time machine, we gotta have sponsors. So this is the time on the show where those sponsors get to shine. 
So let their light meet your ears. Uh, so does, do you guys uh, have any new sponsors this week? Uh, yes. Light of yes. my ears. Come on. You light up my, light up my ears. ears. You give me hope. All right. Sponsors. We got any sponsors. Yes, we do have sponsors. Big lighted eared sponsors. We have. All right. So uh, we, we have a continuing sponsor. We have a. Uh, we have hand job work gloves, uh, as their slogan is, uh, better than nothing. <laughs> That's a classic. I love that one. Uh, we also have uh, Glass Masters for anybody who's having uh, any problems with their automotive windshields or headlights, anything like that. Take your problems to Glass Masters. Glass Masters, show us your crack. Yes. Oh. <laughs> yep. They're a top-notch bu- business, too. I've, I've worked with them before. <laughs> I really like the transparency of the company. Oh. And we also have a, a new sponsor with us this week Mother Mary's Old World Fudge. <laughs> this- <laughs> I don't even know how you got that one out. <laughs> this shop is found off the beaten path, made by, uh, by an old world convent where they make fudge by hand for the past 80 years. You can park on the main road, take your donkey ride down the old path to the convent where you can buy the fudge directly from Mother Supreme. It is the best fudge you will ever have in your life. Mother Mary's Old World Fudge. You too will say, get your ass to that old mother fudge. <laughs> and they, they have their old, their old slogan, um, when you find yourself in times of trouble, Mother Mary gives you fudge. <laughs> Ah, let it be. Oh, <laughs> Lord in mercy. If we're, are we done with words of wisdom? <laughs> I'm afraid so. We were before All we started right. this thing. <laughs> exactly. So th- that's it for sponsors. And um, so I guess now that we've uh, got that out of the way, it's time to get into the old time machine. All right. Let me open the door here. Here we go. Here it comes. Okay. Hey, it's 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 more spacious. What'd you do? Redecorate? Ah. Time flies by so fast. Well, that's kind of the point. Yeah. Oh yeah. Hey, 1984. 1984. I have expected Orwell to be here. Well, you know. I was expecting David Lee Roth, but hey, take what you can get, right? Bozy, bozy, bop! <laughs> bop! And a jelly donut to go! <laughs> so here we are back in 1984, and we're about to launch into this uh, splendiferous... Uh, this splendiferous... <laughs> can't follow that word up, man. It's too big of a yeah, word. I can't. Sequel. I can't. <laughs> we're about to launch into this movie. <laughs> um... Where, where there's a uh, Conan and there's a destroyer. So before we do that, though, Conan we need the D, the synopsis. <laughs> so right. if we've got that here, then we can start it off. Here's your synopsis. Greetings. This is Cobra Commander. We are here to tell you the story of Conan the Destroyer. See Conan's origin story 
as he is captured as a child and forced to become a gladiator where eventually he fights a giant snake Cobra! No, my dear Cobra Commander. That is Conan the Barbarian. That's the one they did last week. Your synopsis is for Conan the Destroyer. So, they don't fight a giant snake? Not unless you count Wilt Chamberlain. <laughs> well, that sucks. Oh, Destro! Always oh, ruining everything. Although he's got a he's got a silky voice, man. <laughs> you know, if you close your eyes, doesn't sound anything like him. <laughs> <laughs> and the the dulcet tones of of Destro have have rocked me to sleep several nights. <laughs> we won't get into that. What we will get into is Conan the Destroyer. Conan the and D. In order to get into Conan the D. Appropriately, Mark, what is your first reason to watch Conan the Destroyer? I will have to say Grace Jones as Zula. Nice. Uh, the great thing about Grace Jones, for those of you who don't know, um, Grace Jones was model and actress. I uh, was really big around this time. And uh, she was somebody who just did what she wanted, expressed herself the way she wanted to. If it wasn't for people like Grace Jones, we wouldn't have the Lady Gagas or anything like that today. Yeah, good point. Uh, and uh, so when they got her in this movie and they said, we want you to be a, a strong warrior woman, it's just like, I don't think they even gave her a script. I think they just <laughs> let her go. There. Yeah. If, anybody, if anything feels unscripted in this movie, it's Grace Jones. <laughs> yeah. yeah. For, for sure. And, and you know, uh, part of the reason why she was in this, she had been in some, some European kind of B-movies doing some acting, and she happened to know Rafaela De Laurentiis. So um, she, through, through her, she got to Dino De Laurentiis and kind of kind of weaseled her way in. Of course, I'm, I'm sure they were glad to have her, you know, because I mean, she's a force of nature on her own. But, yeah, absolutely. That's a great reason to watch the movie. Yeah, when Rick, you, what do you have? When your helmet well, is just a half of a metal bowl that you <laughs> stick on your head, you're pretty bad. <laughs> yeah, uh, no doubt. My number one reason for watching this movie, because I'm a pig, is uh, Princess uh, Jenna's wardrobe. <laughs> yeah, she just kind of wears two handkerchiefs together, doesn't she? I, mean, I love it. I love it. All right, well, I love it. Love this it. might be a bad time to, to mention this, but you know she was 14 when they made this movie, right? I was too. I don't love it so much anymore. <laughs> I was too. So what's your problem? I, I don't have a problem. I'm just mentioning it because, you know. I love it. I, I, nowadays, I'm not sure how, how that might fly. but Love uh, it. There's definitely a, like a jailbaity thing. But then again, there are barbarians, and at this point, might not matter. Lovey, 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 lovey. <laughs> well, so so absolutely, this movie is a, a movie to watch and fast forward because there's a lot of cool stuff in it. But all the uh, the tendrils that that tie this whole story together, the tendrils are when she wakes flimsy. up and she's laying there and the, you got their silk top on. Yeah, love it. <laughs> tendrils like like giant gorilla monster in a in a mirror room. Yeah, yeah. So actually, I'm just gonna go ahead and say it. 
for, forget order of operations. I'm going to say the first reason to watch this movie is a giant gorilla monster wearing a red cape yeah. coming out of a mirror in a mirror room and fighting Conan. <laughs> because, I mean, where else are you going to see that? Like, he's got, like, the drooling, like, like animatronic mouth. That it's like, <laughs> it's, all, it's all drooling. And then he's fighting him. And it's all like, he's, he does the airplane spin. He does, like, <laughs> a DDT. Full he does, like, the backbreaker. Everything about it. <laughs> I mean, it it's was like <laughs> Conan's in this big mirror room on the top of a tower, having a wrestling match with with a with a gorilla monster with no hair, wearing a red cape. And they even like just stopped the makeup down so far. It's like, yeah, that looks fine. Just leave it like that. <laughs> Man, I knew I was a wrestling fan when I started calling moves during this fight. <laughs> oh, he's got a Canadian backbreaker oh, on. Oh, he's got him in the full Nelson. <laughs> He's doing the airplane spin. There's like the whole like like camera angle from two places. Ah, like, oh, watching him, then watching his feet. You know, it's like, what is this? What am I watching here? Is this like Saturday morning cartoons or something? Now we're laughing and making fun of this, but this is definitely a reason to watch this movie. Oh Without yeah, absolutely. It's entertainment, whether it's whether it's cool or whether it's funny. It's entertaining. Absolutely. You know, I I kind of brought this up last week where I said, you know, Conan was such a great movie that it kind of fell into a trap where if you want to expand on that or move forward with that, you kind of got nowhere to go but down. So this movie just feels just a little bit off there. So if you're going in expecting Conan the Barbarian, put that to the side. Just enjoy a fun B-movie. Yeah, yeah they, they kind of lightened it up a little bit. It's weird because it's got that weird sequel thing that happens because most sequels you end up pumping less money into it but expecting a greater return. So you can tell yeah. they cut a lot of corners here. But in the long run, this movie is shot excellent. Yeah. I mean, the cinematography is really good. The sets look fantastic. They're just not as... They're, they're, they're cleaner. They're more pristine than the sets in the first one. So Yeah, it isn't as epic. And they yeah. were trying to just get an adventure movie. As a matter of fact, Robert Fleischer, the guy who's the director, he's known for... He did yeah. like 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea and, a, and Journey to the Fantastic Island or the... Uh, Yep. And, you know, he did a lot of adventure movies that are well known. If I'm, That's what he did. If I'm right, he did Terry the Tap Dancing Nazi too. So that, that kind of has that same I, feel. Yeah, yeah. I think well, he went uncredited for that one. <laughs> that was probably a wise move, Rich. <laughs> We're on a first name basis. Good. Just like Leonard Malton. <laughs> Just like Leonard. <laughs> Wash your cat, Leonard Malton. <laughs> watching you. Oh. So, Mark, what is your next reason? Uh, I'll have to say Wilt Chamberlain as Boombata. <laughs> Boombata! <laughs> Mr. Boombata. <laughs> uh, no, he is, uh, he is a force to be reckoned with in this movie. I mean, comes in in the, the black fur and leather and seven feet tall, wielding that beautiful spike mace with the hook on it. And yeah. He's he's choke slamming people and kicking them in the face from halfway across the room. Hey, he's straight up like Darth Vader, some guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he doesn't say much, which is good because he wasn't an actor. So, <laughs> but his presence is just definitely felt. And well, he's wearing uh, like a nine foot long wig too, man. Yeah, I mean, man. Like, yeah. That's some that's some dreads for you right there. <laughs> In fact, two of my favorite fight scenes in the movie are with Bumbata, where he fights Arnold Schwarzenegger, of course, and also when he fights uh, Grace Jones. Uh, just the 
juxtaposition of their height made that fight so interesting. Yeah. She's like crawling on top of him and headbutting him <laughs> yeah. and stuff. And, and he's just trying to like get her it's like, off of him. Just like, it's like a spider monkey fighting a bear. <laughs> yeah. I'll take this opportunity to, to, to illustrate one of my reasons because it, it ties right in here. Uh, Rick already mentioned it, and you just said the the half helmet that that Grace Jones yeah. wears. It's like it's like why is she wearing this helmet? It just goes over her forehead, and then you know the first fight she gets into, like, like you're talking about, she jumps on Bubata and then like starts headbutting him with just the front plate. It's it's amazing. I, lo- I love his theme song too. Domori got the Mister Bubata. I thought it was they call him Mister Bubata. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> but, you know, you really do have to suspend your disbelief in this movie because there's a, a point in it where the, the evil queen tells Bumbata that you have to protect my daughter, bring her back here with her virginity still intact, and you believe that Wilt Chamberlain is going to do this for some reason. <laughs> you not know this is Wilt Chamberlain? <laughs> I think it might have been an inside joke of the producers. I got the same thing here. It's like, Will Chamberlain, protect her virginity. <laughs> Rick, what's your next reason? My next reason is one you're probably not going to really know till I start explaining it, but it's Giannetti De Rossi. Who Giannetti De, oh. De Rossi is is the effects guy for all the old Fulci flicks. He did the, a lot oh. of the effects for this movie. If anybody is a, is a horror fan, I mean, this guy did high attention. He's done a lot of stuff that's very, very gory. So uh, this is tying in, I guess, you know, uh, coming from all the Italian flicks and jumping over to this. It was just cool to see his name on there, and I know that anytime he's doing some work, it's going to be some top-notch stuff. So uh, that was just a shock to me, man. I love I love his work. Well, he wasn't the guy that, that, that developed the uh, Dreaming God, which, by the way, is one of the reasons not to watch the movie. But <laughs> um, but I, that was the guy who, who uh, designed E.T., I think. Yep. I think I read somewhere that right. the guy who designed E.T. also designed Daymoon, the Dreaming God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who looks kind of like a chud. Yeah. Yeah, with some web feet. <laughs> and and he's got that horn sticking in his head because that's kind of the point. No pun intended there. But, uh, yeah, he's got this big jeweled horn, and then he looks like a big piece of crap. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I wasn't into that... that gigantic monster until I found out it was played by Andre the Giant and I was like you know what that's cool (laughs) (laughs) what (laughs) yeah Andre the Giant (laughs) yeah there's a picture of Andre and and Wilt Chamberlain and and, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger all standing together and of course Arnold just looks like a dwarf between them (laughs) and it's on the set of this of this movie so there you go I I did not know that I see that's the thing about you too you always bring things to the forefront that I know and I'll immediately forget and what's funny is that monster's voice is (laughs) That's Andre's voice, so they didn't really change that. That's just the way he sounded. <laughs> oh, that explains why he said, anybody want a peanut? <laughs> right. <laughs> and that explains why those magical antelopes all came in. Magical antelopes. To, to, to help him out. Magical antelopes. Oh. <laughs> okay, so I guess it's me. Um, well, I got you mentioned Zula, Zula first off. and uh, The two things about her I want to point out is the headbutting helmet. And the, the scene, this is a reason to watch, where Zula is introduced. Because she's in yep. Town Square. She's a thief with a bunch of bandits that came in. They captured him and killed him, except for her. They got her tethered to this uh, stake. And the people are just prodding her. And they're going to kill her after they've had their fun, right? Well, 
then then set well with the princess and she says we'll do something and Babata's like thieves should be killed and then Conan's like well you know I'm kind of a thief I'll I'll, I'll help her out he was over there and he cuts off the the tether that that's keeping her out of the stake because you know she doesn't have a bladed weapon or she would do it herself um and you know then she just goes to town starts starts whacking people in the nuts yeah. with with a with a big old quarter staff and and then they kind of leave her to her own when she shows up later uh, again like I agree with you, Mark. Zula is an excellent reason to watch this movie. Yeah. I heard she actually put three extras in the hospital during that scene. <laughs> Not surprising. What's the matter, Harvey? Alligator. Alligator. <laughs> that was on my list, too, man. I mean, that scene where you get introduced to her is just awesome. With that little foxtail or whatever she's got hanging out back there, and she's just yeah. going crazy. That's, that's, that's whatever she's got. <laughs> <laughs> a sharpened stick. Sharpened stick. What if someone comes at you with a pointed stick? <laughs> well, if it's Grace Jones, you run. That's right. <laughs> Next reason to watch this would have to be the cult leader. Uh, they have a scene where they, they're tracking down the, the jeweled horn to bring their god back to life. And when they finally find it, they're leaving the, the cavern. And they get surrounded by all these warrior cultists. And the leader is played by Ferdy Maine, uh, who's a character actor. Uh, and if you want something done beautifully overacted, he is the one to go to there. Some overacting is just too much, but there's that fine line where it's just perfect enough. <laughs> and he's one of those guys that does that so well. <laughs> uh, when he's... Uh, talking to the people he does these really elaborate hand gestures yeah. and, and he claps his metal uh metal wristbands together <laughs> ding, ding, ding. And then, and then i'm a wonder woman away with, <laughs> <yes>. <laughs> shoots him away with this flourish and i'm just like this is just beautiful <laughs> well, and, and it fits so well in that scene because that scene is this big crypt and it's got this giant door and it's it's got it's all made of stone it's got sconces on the walls with torches in them and they're going to find this jeweled things on this this uh this pedestal in the middle of this room and fire and and i mean if you need somebody to walk in there and, and, and overact, yeah, that's that's the perfect set for it. I, I guess they built that that place. I'd kind of like to go visit. Well, mine's pretty short and sweet on this one, is too. It's the return of the camel, but not the return of the llama. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I agree well, the wholeheartedly. Living happily ever after with someone. So. Conan comes rolling back into town, and his partner that he's got with him says, "Hey, isn't that somebody you know over there?" And it's a camel looking at him. And he goes by and he says something to the camel and the camel like spits, you know, all over him. And he just <laughs> whacks him on top of the head and it collapses him again. So just a cute little <laughs> return there. Uh, just, you know, three seconds, but it's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. absolutely. And, you know, speaking of returns, I think the return of Mako is worth mentioning. Oh, yeah. And oh. I've, I've got the first lines of that return. Um, or not maybe not the first lines, but the, the best line uh, that I, I captured. I need you. I'm yours. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> Short and sweet. I mean, it very well might be something other than for the trail. It could be romantic. I don't know. But uh, well, the whole, this is great. The you whole know, introduction like, of when they find him, too, is awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They got, some, some tribesmen have him on a spit. You know, they're going to cook him and eat him. 
and he explains that they think that his magic will get into their bones if they they eat him and yeah and uh that's that's cool man i actually like that idea yeah, it's very much like a Dungeons and Dragons adventure or yep. something. You know, they, they they pick up all these this motley crew and go on this adventure together, yep. you, and it's it's you just nailed it's fun. It. You just nailed what this movie is. I mean, that's exactly what this is looking at. Instead of being you know the barbaric movie that the first one was, this one kind of has more of that feel to it. Yeah, and again, I mean, it's more lighthearted. But I mean, Conan kind of is is an epic figure, though. You know, yeah, yeah, maybe cheapening it, and actually. Again, I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about a sound clip here. So, the the second sound clip I, I sent you of music, it it perfectly illustrates the difference between the two movies because it's the same music, it's just done differently. Now there is an orgy going on <laughs> yeah, in this scene, yeah. so sorry, kids. And that's going to cut to the other version from Destroyer, right? <laughs> <laughs> right. Bring that organ grinder in here. <laughs> oh, Darth, I mean, God of God. I mean, it's it, it's just it's it's night and day. Yeah, the the yeah, difference right. between just the gravity of those two pieces, you know, the same one, it sounds like you're at a Ren fair and somebody's trying to play it on the pan flute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that's, again, that's one of those cutting back on the budget. We've already got these scores written. We bought them. They're purchased. We're just going to re-record them. That way we don't have to pay the royalties for that version. We'll just use this crappy little version. And that's basically how these things work. Yeah, it's just like when Vanilla Ice said uh, their version goes bump 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 bump, and mine went bump 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 bump. Very true. Right. Was that even the same music? <laughs> uh, same recorder, I think. <laughs> you know, if you if, all right, if you close your eyes, they don't sound anything alike. <laughs> all right, so I don't know who was going then, so I'm just gonna jump to Rick. Oh, me? Well, I, I, yeah. I think it's actually Mark's turn, but that's okay. Okay. <laughs> Mark, what's your next reason? Uh, my next reason may actually be a uh, contender for a Golden Clytus Award. Ooh. Tracy Walters. Uh, Tracy Walters plays uh, Malik in this, yeah. uh, Conan's thief sidekick. Uh, you'll also know him as Bob the Goon from Batman and Hedgehog from Drive. Uh, he's he's just one of those real fun character actors that pops up a lot, and uh, he's got some of some of the more fun moments in this movie. Um, I've got a sound clip uh, where he's trying to uh, he's trying to hit on Grace Jones uh. by uh, by uh, <laughs> tending to her wounds. <laughs> Let's go ahead and play that one. Wait, wait, this is much better. Akiro's own magic mixture. Let me help you. What do you think you're doing? Covering your wound. My wound is lower. We don't want an infection to spread. I'll spread your head open. <laughs> you gotta give him props for even trying. Yeah, that's a man right there. 
<laughs> so I'm, I'm I'm not a huge fan of Malik, uh, but but I will say that one of the coolest things that he does is he, in order to not get the jewels that he steals taken away from him, he swallows them all. <laughs> yeah, and I mean that's just a cool little. Again, there's a lot of little creative things that make all these characters interesting, and that's what they were trying to do with this. They were trying to take Conan, make him into a killing machine, and surround him with interesting characters, right? Yeah. Yeah, it, it does kind of it does kind of water it down a little bit because he is definitely not a threat, and he's always the guy who goes. Somebody needs to stay and watch the horses. So he's always that guy, you know. Yeah. Uh, I know him best from he was on a, a TV show called Best of the West, and uh, oh, yeah. he was uh, I think his name was Frog on there. So he's just one of those characters you've seen in so much stuff. You just kind of grew up with him. So uh, he, he kind of hurts the movie, but at the same time, I enjoy seeing him and stuff. So. Yeah, yeah. I don't hate him. I don't. I don't hate him. I mean, he kind of epitomizes yet again the difference between the first one being kind of an epic right. tale of, of legend, and this one being more like of a, a an effervescent, you know, uh, traipse into the woods. Yeah, I was just gonna say I've got a another sound clip of the interaction between the characters where they're trying to break into the castle, and uh, Malik knew a back way into the castle, but didn't realize they had put up bars over that entrance. Um, and it just kind of shows how the characters play off of each other there. My cousin's sister's brother never said anything about bars. How do we get back up? The bars were put up after your sister's brother's cousin escaped. Cousin's sister's brother. How many times do I have to tell you that? You said your sister's brother's cousin. Oh, hell, I don't know. brother's sister's cousin it is. <laughs> what difference does it make? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that's almost like a like a Guardians of the Galaxy kind of thing going right. on there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're, we're pointing the finger at you, Guardians of the Galaxy. You're ripping off Conan the D. <laughs> Conan the D. <laughs> All right, so Rick, All right. what's your next reason? Yeah, we've already kind of talked about some of these, but I got to talk about them again just because I've got them on my notes. Uh. Like I said, the creature at the end, of Andre the Giant, I've got half the creature. Because half the time it looks pretty cool, the other half it looks pretty crappy. <laughs> so if there's a way to edit it down and just get the parts that look pretty cool, then we got a cool monster in this thing, man. And that's the weird thing about it. You look at it, it's like, that could be cool. But then they show that other angle of it, and you're like, that looks like Dookie on the street. <laughs> yeah, n- nice Eddie Murphy in yeah, there. But, but like, I, I agree. And, and, it's also done to comedic effect, like at the end where Conan kills him and stabs him, and then like he walks away, and Malik stabs him again, and they like yeah. redo the music. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> but yeah, like and, it, it kind of doesn't take itself too seriously. And, rip, and sometimes that's fun. Ripping you know? the horn out of his head, I think, looks pretty cool because that's again, that's probably Derosi that kind of you know worked on that effect. I yeah, guess. but you know, it's gross. Yeah, it's pretty nasty. And then mm-hmm. the other part, again, we didn't talked about it a while ago, but I called it the Enter the Dragon Wrestling Match. I mean, <laughs> when you've got all the mirrors in the room and they're fighting and stuff, it's just excellent. So it's the same thing we already talked about. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's fantastic. But on top of that, um, my next actual reason is Sarah Douglas, man, as the queen. Oh. But, yeah, yeah, it's hard to crap on that. I mean, she did, she does this part so well. She The, the villainess that, that knows more than she's letting on and she kind of gives everybody the downward stare. Yeah. I, I mean, she's always great for that. There, there are two or three English actresses that show up in, in parts like this. And I like when she goes, and Superman. <laughs> Superman. <laughs> Superman. <laughs> That's where I've seen her before. Yeah. 
I, I knew I'd seen her in several things, and she always plays that same kind of effete British villain that you love to hate, you know. And and what about that dress she's wearing in that last scene, where it's just like a bird has been glued to her body? <laughs> it's, it's like they've got a flat like raven bird emblem that they've just glued across her chest. Yeah, that's weird stuff, They're, man. I mean, the outfit, I don't, I'm not even the, sure I would like it. The outfits in this movie are pretty spectacular, man. Yeah. Just like the sets, yeah, they had no. I, and you say that the budget was less, but I mean, they, they it doesn't really show it on the the effects. The sets look really, really good. Um, yeah, yeah I'm, I don't know, man. It's it's such a hard toss up because some things are definitely cheaper, but a lot of it looks a lot more top notch. So it's just a weird combination, and that could just just be difference in production and directors and all that stuff. So, well, and you know, you, you say some things look crappier, but the first thing I always remember is that damn rubber gorilla monster yeah, thing. Yeah. And, and it was one of the worst looking things there, but I remember yeah. it because it's just so odd. Yeah, it's very odd. The fact that he's just, I mean, you can tell it's just a wrestler and they just put a mask on his head and tried to blend it into his body and just, yeah, that looks good. Go with it. <laughs> Here, put on this cape. <laughs> <laughs> the cape. Okay, so my next reason is bug-eyed kill shots, man. Like, oh, yeah. Like... They, the, 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 the action director made this choice to have these big fight sequences, which there are tons of fight sequences, people just hacking and slashing. And and they, they end a lot of them with somebody getting stabbed, but it'll be like Off the camera is yeah. right in front of me. Like, and then the, like, the, the thing goes past it, you know, yeah. and stabs somebody and they pull it back bloody. That's, you know, that's, 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 it's it's kind of fun. That's the effect of trying to, to water it down so it won't, you know, so they can get a bigger audience with younger viewers and stuff, and it not be as graphic. And because uh, it was PG, right, right. So yeah. that's kind of that thing there. But yeah, I mean, it's like you can almost, I can replay ten of them in my mind just right off the top of that scene of where they're stabbing somebody right off screen. You know. <laughs> <laughs> well, and uh, and and uh, Joe Bob Briggs said in his show about it, he said, you know, Conan the Destroyer versus Conan the Barbarian is less sex, more pecs. <laughs> <laughs> I think that just kind of leads to the overall feel of this movie is that Conan's not meant to be PG. (laughs) True. (laughs) So I understand wanting to get a broader audience, but maybe bump it up just a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I don't think anybody would call Conan a fun romp, but I definitely could call that, you know, I could call this movie that. Yeah. All right. All right. So I got bug-eyed kill shots. Mark, what's your next reason? Uh I'm not going to say Jenna is a reason to watch the movie. Love it. But there's... <laughs> I know Rick would. <laughs> there are Jenna moments that I feel are reasons to watch the movie. When she's having a um, nightmare? That's my favorite. <laughs> well, for example, like at the end of the movie, uh, when she's appointing the the positions to each of the... Uh, the members of the the party and she calls them all up to to her and says zula come on up and uh, grace jones walks up and she says i want you to be captain of the guards and then she says you and points at malik <laughs> and he comes up and then she says will the world's greatest wizard come forward and i was like you didn't bother to learn any of their names <laughs> you've been on this huge adventure. Learned- they've saved your life <laughs> 
<laughs> you know Zula because she's the only other girl there, and you know Conan because you want him. But the others, you didn't even bother to learn their names. And that's what that's what makes her less Princess Leia and more Wizard of Oz in that scene. <laughs> like, yeah, here you go. Here's a diploma. It's out of my uh, bag. It doesn't mean anything. Congratulations. Get out of here. I've also got a, a sound clip from a little scene where um, she's asking Grace Jones for advice on how to get men, <laughs> which I thought was just a brilliant little scene. <laughs> how do you attract a man? What I mean is, suppose you set your heart on somebody. What would you do to get him? Grab him! <laughs> and take him! You grab him and... And take him. Take him? Like that? <laughs> <laughs> like that? You know, the dialogue in this movie is, is nothing short of stellar. And by that I mean it's short of stellar. <laughs> like way short. <laughs> it's nothing, comma, short of stellar. Oh... <laughs> uh. Oh man, I just got happened on my notes where I put Wizard Gorilla Body Slam, Wizard Gorilla Airplane Spin. <laughs> <laughs> I was like writing it down. I was like, oh my God, what's he doing now? I think about the, the third wrestling move. I was like, okay, I'm not going to write these down anymore. <laughs> uh, it's just the uh, cape, though, man. That's that's what really sets it off, man. It's the, the cape. The spandex man. pants is one thing, but, but the, that cape, dude, that just seems like. Yeah, man, he just came straight out of a ring. <laughs> yeah, but that's a fun thing, you know. Like the the wizard is, is 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 he's got his monster out there and he's hiding behind the mirrors and then he starts smashing the mirrors and it hurts the monster and then it's like two mirrors left. One's bug, the bad guy, and one's his friends. And his friends aren't like shying away from the mirror. They're all like standing as close to it as possible. <laughs> like if you throw that sword, I'll make sure it kills me. Yeah, but like. It, it's just a good like fantasy trapping where it's like, oh, does he kill his friends or his enemy? How does he know? And he really doesn't well, know. He just what, chucks what, the sword. Why didn't he just walk over there and bust the glass and then he could tell, <laughs> then he could stab whoever's in there. <laughs> because this Conan is not smart. No. <laughs> like, like Bobata's like, oh, I, I tried and killed you with a mace. Uh, I, I, uh, I thought you were going to hurt her. Um, anyway, let's move on. I mean, like Conan is not smart in this movie. <laughs> I did like the deleted scene where he uh, he ripped the face off of the gorilla and found out it was Ric Flair under there. <laughs> woo, woo! <laughs> yeah, Rick. I'm gonna. Am I following this right up what you were saying right here? I'm gonna say the one-eyed wizard. <laughs> <laughs> he don't really do anything, but he's a cool-looking one-eyed wizard. <laughs> he's a one-eyed wizard. <laughs> yeah. I'll give it. Yeah, yeah. He's well, and, and like he's got that low pan moment where he puts oh, the princess in that room and yeah. he's all floating around. Nee, 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 oh, nee, nee. Speaking of low pan, and you guys may have them on your notes, but come on, man, the wizard battle when they're trying to keep that door shut. Yeah, <laughs> come on, man. That should be that, that should be number two of reasons of why you watch it because the first one's gonna and, be and so that goes wardrobe. I, I gotta. No, I mean absolutely. Like the 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 two wizards fighting to keep that door closed or whatever. It's it's something I remember from watching this as a kid. Heck yeah! But it is going to segue into like I got a sound clip of Mako doing his like his tuning like like throat thing. Yeah, I think I've got it as like Mako throat. If you just play that real quick, I got one thing to say about it. 
How do we get in? Is there another entrance? <laughs> so, I mean, like, they're trying to make him a creative, cool kind of wizard. <laughs> but that's really dumb. Hey, just make a motorcycle. It gets really old really fast. <laughs> what do you want me to do here, director? Just make a motorcycle sound. Yeah. <laughs> and he's pointing his fingers like he's divining, you know, like, it's just like, but he does that. He, he If he had done it once or twice like he did in the first movie, it would be okay. But he does it a lot. <laughs> Interesting little side note, uh, both Mako's character and uh, Conan's love, Valeria, were actually named in this movie. They weren't actually called by name in Conan the Barbarian. <laughs> so, Valeria is named point. several times in the first movie. Uh, actually, no, I've never, I didn't hear her name yeah, mentioned once. Yeah, there was yeah. a, a scene cut where she mentioned her name, but they cut that out of the film for timing. So I don't think they actually mentioned her uh, name in Conan the Barbarian. Her name is mentioned in Conan. Sumatai and, and, and Valeria are both named. Mako isn't. Yeah. He, he's, he's named in this one, but but Valeria has a name in the first one, for sure. Oh, okay, well, I'm wrong then. Sorry. <laughs> no, no, that's fine. That's fine. I mean, like, I just watched it. <laughs> like, no, no. I mean, if I go, I'll tell you what. I'll, tell you, I'll go back, and I'll, and I'll make sure. I mean, I'm fairly certain, but, like, if I'm wrong, I will eat crow. I will eat the crow off of Chick's chest in that last scene. Like, oh, this is full of glue. It's gross. All right. I got a feeling you'd do that anyway. Yeah. It's very possible. If I'm wrong, I'll eat that vulture that lands on Conan out of the tree of woe. <laughs> oh, no. Okay. Um, so, okay, my next reason, and I'm sure you both will agree. And Is it my turn? Sure. Yeah, it's yeah. my turn. Okay. So, my next reason, I'm sure we'll all agree, is drunk, drunk Conan is best Conan. Yes. <laughs> There's that scene where Conan is drunk, and that whole scene, I, I'm not going to call it gold, but for the comedy they're trying to get in this movie, yep. it, it really works. Best in the movie. Okay, I'm going to go in an opposite direction on that one. <laughs> that's, that's part of the forced humor that I really didn't care for, so... <laughs> Just my opinion. <laughs> yeah, I, just, I feel like the jokes that they're throwing in there like kind of don't work. But at least this yeah. sequence is consistent. You know, like he's over there drunk, and she's like, "Hey, would you like another cane?" He's like, "No." <laughs> and then, you know, maybe it goes on a little long, but and maybe it's just the fact that Conan doesn't have very many lines other than this sequence. You know, they they tried to keep his his words down to a minimum of about three per scene, and you know, it at least he gets a chance to like do something in this one. Yeah, and what he gets to do is say, Lot on your knife. I mean, not on your life. I'm drunk. <laughs> True. Ironically. Also, interesting side note, uh, that wasn't scripted. He just showed up on set like that. <laughs> well, you know, he... Met. Well, and, and like I said, he wasn't quite made it then, but even though he hadn't made it as an actor, he was already a millionaire. That's true. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, he could... He's like, you know what? If I mess this up, then... I'll just buy the studio. Or, you know, <laughs> like he bought the Mis- Mr. Universe pageant. <laughs> it's like, I'm going to win again because I own this. That's right. <clears throat> but yeah, I, I like the drunk Conan sequence. I, I thought it was funny. Yeah. I, I, I like like when he got her to like hold the sword over his head right. and he, he hit Malik. 
And he's like, ow. He's like, okay, you're done. <laughs> you're done. Good you're job. Now you can kill anybody. anybody. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was funny. I, I Don't fight with the toothpick. <laughs> it kind of reminded me of the, the campfire scene. It kind of reminded me a lot of, uh, of, of Temple of Doom where... where uh, where Willie Scott's running around like she gets that bat off the the thing, and then the snake comes over, yeah. and it's just it's just <laughs> zaniness that I kind of enjoyed. Yeah, but yeah. that's okay. We can differ. Well, a lot of these movies kind of had that element, like you said. This is that time frame where that was kind of the thing you did. Uh, just made it a little more lighthearted. Yeah. Because how how do you make kids like Conan? Make him drunk, because that's a good role model. Well, I mean, other than that, he's just killing stuff. Right. Like, he doesn't even get to, like, like I said, more pecs, less sex. Didn't even get any of that. <laughs> Mark, what is your next reason? I don't think I have any more. <laughs> that, that's appropriate. Um, yeah, I'm good. All right, let me lay this one on you. Smoke dragon. Yeah. Yeah. It's not that great, but it's a great idea. <laughs> no, I, I think that whole I think that whole wizard tower sequence in the middle of it is is a lot of fun. Like both the little mini adventures they go on. It's kind of weird because you feel like this should be the end of the movie. <laughs> it's like yeah. when you get they get there, it's like okay, it's going to end with them killing the wizard. Oh no, we're only forty five minutes into this movie. <laughs> and like, did, didn't she like hire Conan to go take her to get the jewel? Yeah. And then like they're like, okay, got the jewel. Oh, and you got to get this horn. Did she mention the horn? Like I don't, yeah. I thought it was just go get the jewel, yeah, <laughs> and then they're like, oh, and uh, let's go get this horn. Like, who told him to go get a horn from a from a crypt somewhere? Uh, that must be something we missed, because you know that that was the goal, you know. Anyway, so who knows? <laughs> I think you have that to was, you have okay. to find the jewel to lead you to the horn. So you had to kill the wizard to get the jewel. You had to find something that would lead you. you had to get a wizard to lead you to I mean, the wizard to lead you to the. I'm jewel. not complaining. I, I liked it. I just yeah. <laughs> You know, something I really did find interesting in this one is when they're getting Conan to go on this adventure, uh, the queen comes up to him and says, uh, Superman! Go on this- <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> Which I don't know why she didn't just fly there and get it herself, but... <laughs> but uh, she says, Conan, if you go and do this, I'll bring your dead girlfriend back to life. And he's like, okay. And I thought... Maybe you want to put a little more questioning into this. But <laughs> just well, an observation. Yeah, it, he he he. Um, it, it's because of the magic, you know. He's like, oh, magic amazes me because it did bring him back to life. Yep. But yeah, yeah. but she's not trustworthy, for sure. Well, and, um, and you said it earlier. Conan is not smart in this movie, so he's willing to fall yeah. for anything. So okay, I've got I've got one more snippet of music that I just want to throw in here because like I was listening to it, I was like, it's like they changed the timpani drum for an oboe. (laughs) (laughs) If you could play, like I'm sure that just yeah. Again, it's the difference between Conan the Barbarian and Conan the Destroyer right here. kill somebody and then you get it's like, it's like Tom Jones is going to come out 
like Conan the Saturday morning cartoon. <laughs> it went from like dun 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 to, to it's like how do you even how can you live with yourself? <laughs> Whoever did the music should should feel bad about themselves. It's not just enough to write epic music. You have to play epic music. That's right. <laughs> okay, I've got two more reasons and then I can be done. Unless anybody else has got more. Nope. My two I reasons are, are, are Zula throws a javelin like it's on a rail. In that one scene, she throws it <laughs> oh, and it's yeah. like... <laughs> it's like it's going down a zip line right into some dude's chest. That's a reason to watch this movie. You should stop and watch that and then rewatch it. And the second is the dreaming god becomes a rubber walrus man. Yeah. <laughs> and that's it. I'm out. I mean, I could talk about other things, but ultimately that just you know, yeah. With that dreaming god sequence, I, I did love that little part where they're getting ready to start the ceremony and the, the grand visor goes up to the queen and says as soon as there are signs of life, we have to sacrifice the girl, or everything will be uh, be destroyed. Like that's a huge flaw in your plan, right there. <laughs> that, yeah. That's something you should have worked out. <laughs> well, I mean, they knew. They just figured, hey, she's a fourteen-year-old girl. We'll just chop her down. They didn't bank on Zula throwing that javelin <laughs> like it was like it was just a, like it was a rocket, man. Uh, they, they should have noticed the string that was <laughs> that was attached to there. <laughs> Epic movie moment. And my epic movie moment is the fight in the in the tower with the the rubber gorilla monster. Well, sure, that's that's the movie moment in this that epitomizes this movie for me. Right, that really has to be the epic movie moment there because that's the one you always remember when you think of Conan the Destroyer. I think so. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know, man. I think the best part is when Conan gets in that Trans Am and he jumps over that bridge, and then that monster jumps in the sheriff's tra- car and chases after him. He's like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna show you a trick, and he's gonna, oh. <laughs> he's like, I'm gonna get you, you scumbum. <laughs> All right, and that has been epic movie moment. Now, remake or no? So that's the idea, Chief. We take the same movie you loved as a kid, and we add a whole bunch of special effects and make it even better. What do you think? No. No. (laughs) (laughs) No! (laughs) One vote for no. Mark, what do you say? I'm kind of torn, because there is room for improvement on this one, but, um... I'm I'm not certain. I liked what the remake they did of Conan the Barbarian, so it might be interesting to see what they would do with Conan the Destroyer, as long as they keep it, you know, not keep so it, goofy. Keep it PG. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think that's the the uh, the endearing factor to this movie, though. If you tried to make it more serious, then you'd just be trying to remake Conan, which you've already established can't be done. Right. 
<laughs> I mean, and I agree with you, Mark. I've watched some of, I haven't watched the whole thing of the new Conan, but I, I like the, the look of it. Um, that being said, I don't think I could stop watching Conan if it comes on. That music draws you in, yeah. and we just talked about how awesome it is. Um, I think you could remake Conan the Destroyer, and it would probably be fun with, with uh, new special effects and stuff. Um, So that's yeah. one vote no, one vote yes, and one vote ah uh, no no. <laughs> <laughs> We've got it covered. There we go. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, uh, I I could see them doing well with one, but to be honest, I I don't think they would. Like you know, they would try and make it more serious. They would try and remake Conan like they did. Yeah, they'd fail. Yeah. They would fail. Uh, I I agree. I mean, I it was it was brave enough to try to redo the the first one. But like Mark said last last week, I mean, it's lightning in the bottle. You're not going to recapture what made that movie click. And uh, yeah. even though the remake's pretty good, it's just because the other one came first. Kind of the same deal yeah. here. This movie would be really enjoyable if the first one didn't exist. And, you know, they'd have Taylor Swift as Jenna or something. It just... No. Yeah. yeah. No. Yeah, no, we're fine with Jenna as she is. Matter of fact, bring her right. back in the remake. <laughs> <laughs> Rating time. Rating time, time. That's right, it's rating time. Sorry, I was going to come back after the break with it because I realized I didn't do a break after the movie. But Well, we can do that That too. was me. Whatever you want to do. That's all, that's all my fault. No, it's rating time. And I'm going to give this movie... I'm going to give it one stunning gown made out of a flat raven across somebody's chest. Yeah! I'll give it ten half-plastic helmets that shouldn't exist in this time frame. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to give it uh, 24,000 one-eyed wizards. Oh, <laughs> uh, If they had two eyes, it would be more, wouldn't it? Yeah, it would, but yeah. but it's not. <laughs> what does Brian Blessed think of this? Oh, oh, we almost forgot Brian Blessed. How about that? Brian Blessed, what do you think of Conan the Destroyer? Shut up! Will you shut up? <laughs> well, okay then. He's upset because we almost forgot him. <laughs> He's... Uh, we, we could also give Mubata. it. We could also give it like twenty thousand women of wilt the still. Wilt the still. <laughs> All right, folks, we'll be right back. What's the matter? CIA got you pushing too many pencils. Then you need to relax. There's no better way than with music. You can now hear Arnold Schwarzenegger sing in my new album. Arnold Schwarzenegger sing. You can hear all my greatest hits, like... Take out the paper and the trash. Or you don't get no spending cash. If you don't scrap the kitchen floor, you ain't gonna rock and roll no more. Yakety yak. Don't talk back. So don't be a girly man. Order my new album now. Come on, Bennett. Let's party. You can get 15 songs on 30 CDs for only 12 easy payments of $98.99. All major credit cards accepted. Order now. And if you do not listen, then to hell with you! We're here with none other than world-renowned action director Leon DePesto. His methods are known to be unorthodox, but let's see if we can pick his brain and learn some tricks. Mr. DePesto. Yeah, who's asking? Danny Bennett, Hail Ming Power Hour? 
Okay, what do you want? I'm a busy guy. Word has it you're doing some innovative action tricks for Conan the Destroyer. Care to comment? I noticed you have a long line of cameramen. All part of the plan, Dan. I would prefer you didn't call me that. Whatever. Check this out. Camera guy. Film Grace. Action. She stabbed that poor guy. Yeah, that's why he gets hazard pay. Hey, other camera guy. Film Arnie. Action. Now that's authentic. Well, uh, I'm out of here. Uh, Till next time, minions. Hey, you ever operate a camera? Ah! All right, folks. Glad you stuck with us, man. I tell you what. I mean, I think we all agree right here. This is not the greatest movie, but it's a lot of fun, uh, especially the wrestling scene, the drunk Conan stuff. I mean, it's got some fun factors to it. It looks really good, even though there's some cheapiness to it. It's just really hard to explain, but I say you give it a shot. What say ye, fellas? Yeah, I, I definitely feel like uh, Conan the Destroyer is a lot of fun. Uh, I will say that, that going forward, the, the Kingdom of Shadazar is going to have a problem because when you appoint all of your uh, your advisors and your uh, your captain of the guard and uh, they both look at somebody else before they go up and uh, c- commit loyalty to you, <laughs> it's doomed to fail, man. They're going to be like, uh, what are we doing here anyway? Right. Uh, it's... Um, <laughs> Yeah, Conan the Destroyer is fun, and I remember it actually. Honestly, when we when we embarked on doing Conan and Conan the Destroyer for the show, not having watched them, I kind of had fonder memories for Conan the Destroyer than I did of Conan the Barbarian because it's just got so much interesting little flavor. Yeah, well, it's it's the adventure thing because it's going from one thing to the other. Also, the fact of it was on every day, so you, it became very very <laughs> familiar. It's like, oh yeah, he's gonna fight the the monster wrestling dude again. All right. Yeah, yeah, and you know, and it just has that whole you know they're in the the crystal tower and their breath is all icy and and there's yeah. the mirrors and stuff. It's got a lot of neat eye candy in it, yeah. and whether or not it's well acted, um, or or whether the soundtrack is better, those things kind of fade away when you're a kid watching an adventure movie. Yeah, <laughs> yep, and, and I I think it's very true, and I because I remember it being, we talked about this beforehand. I remember it being a bit more spectacular then than it is now a lot of it still really holds up but it's just that thing of when you see it and you're 14 years old it it leaves a different kind of impact on you uh i still like it though man i mean if it was if it came on tv right now i'd probably sit down and watch it again yeah we uh we talk about uh uh about it being not maybe not as good as conan the barbarian but with that being said i own both movies (laughs) i enjoy both movies i and yeah, I'll sit down and watch them back to back. It's fun. I think all three of us own the the set, right? It's got both movies in it. Is that what it is? I know. Yeah, you even have to flip the DVD over online. Yeah, me so. too. <laughs> <laughs> I would be like, okay, I'm gonna watch this one. It was like, flip the damn DVD over, man. And I was like, oh yeah, okay. <laughs> I'm actually old school. I still have my VHS tape. Yes. <laughs> yeah, rocking the VHS. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, cool, man. Fun show. Hey. People out there, if you're a fan of this show, I mean, we appreciate you listening, but drop us a line. You know, communicate with us. We like to hear from you folks, man. We got an email address, Helming at Helming Power Hour Gmail. You can hit us there. You can go to our Facebook page. Just say, hey, enjoy what you're doing. Why don't you guys cover this movie? 
You know, we're up for some of that kind of stuff. We may even be up for another farcical. Who knows? Uh, that should be interesting with the three of us. We'll probably never get through it. But uh, don't forget, we're on Twitter, Instagram, iTunes. You know, go on iTunes. If you're listening to us, leave us a little review, man. It just goes a long ways. We like to, to really get involved with you guys. So uh, make yourself known. Let us know what we're doing right, what we're doing wrong, and uh, we'll just turn the other way and not paying attention to you. <laughs> It's probably close to true, and also make sure you check out the uh, you know the Stilt Stamerlin or Wilt the Stilt, stilt, uh, stilt documentary and 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 also the uh, the the story of the uh, tap dancing Nazi. Yeah, yeah, Terry, I mean, Terry, yeah, Terry the tap dancing Nazi on on now on Netflix, right? It's on Netflix, and they did a really good job on Gregory Hines because you can't tell that he's that he's a black dude. You know, they really went for the whole Nazi look. And you can go on Pornhub to find uh, uh, <laughs> Mr. Buttons and, uh, and Fuzzy, Fuzzy Bridges. Fuzzy Buddy and Mr. Mittens. And yeah, I wouldn't recommend doing that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the bowling. The bowling. <laughs> yes. So I guess just like uh, just like Conan the Barbarian, we can walk off into the sunset in our fuzzy rabbit britches. And uh, we can uh, leave our hindquarters in the view of uh, Olivia Dabo, the lovely princess love it but that is another story (laughs) (laughs) that's a story you can find on Pornhub (laughs) and check out all the great content on Pornhub (laughs) check out all the great content on Legion Podcasts which is steadily adding more and more shows and gaining more and more listeners and will soon activate its ultimate plan of world domination yeah we're keeping that on the down low, though, but it's happening. I mean, we're not going to enact our plan of world domination. Yes. Yes. Superman. <laughs> Superman. All right. Is that it? Are we done? I think we got it. All right. Hey, people, enjoy it. We'll talk to you later. Sayonara. <laughs> that was quite the ride. When the Queen of Shadazar comes, cap in hand for just a little Conan help, she's in for more than she bargains for. Even with her trusted henchman, Bombada, giving specific instructions to take out the big guy, it isn't enough to keep a good barbarian down. Who puts Wilt Chamberlain in charge of the virgin sacrifice, anyway? Securing a new, non-evil queen for Shadazar, Conan rides off with another adventure under his fuzzy belt. Just like we three ride away now. Wishing our devoted fans the best. Keep your heads high, minions. And we'll catch you on the flip side. will receive the following classic curves by Biddos, the pants for feel good company a gift certificate from Maruchan ramen noodles rice aroni all guests receive a copy of the El Ming home game thanks to the creative minds and special appearances of Mark Allison Jeremy Finch and Jacob Kennedy Hell Bing is a proud member of Legion Podcasts. Check out all the great shows at legionpodcast.com. 
Hail Ming is available on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and Legion Podcast. This is Dan Pardo saying good night.